The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hey, y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Georgia won its first national title since 1980. It is I, Rob Hall, a.k.a. the guy who lost four units betting on Georgia's history of choking. And with me, as always, is AJ Stetson Bennett, QB1 Marchese. Uh, the whole season was rigged, right? The best part of the college football season was when Katy Perry and the robot started walking mm-hmm. out at halftime mm-hmm. in the debut of her music video. That was my thought. I like how the college football, like the halftime show was just a debut of a music video. Like it's MTV on a Wednesday morning. Damn travesty that some sort of country singer wasn't performing at halftime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We could have some more uh, Applebee songs. Today we're talking all about Monday night's college football national championship game. Let's hit it. Going out. To Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. You know how many Spotify green rooms I enjoyed on uh, Monday night, AJ? Uh, give me, give me a total. Twelve, every single one of them, about Georgia football because it's back. I would have taken and the over on twelve. By the way, there's so many to enjoy, Rob. It's worth mentioning. Sports Drink CEO Andrew Stevens is the biggest Georgia Bulldogs fan I've ever met, and I've never met him. <laughs> and, and he's an alumni. So, this one's for you, Andrew. Congrats, Mr. Stevens. Spotify Green Rooms, live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app for you in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, and be notified when Green Rooms go live. Don't forget to come with your most bullish takes. Bullish is a good word. We don't hear that word enough. Thank you, thank you. I've been uh, I've been looking for about three months now when when to use it mm-hmm. when I could work it in, and it just felt right there. It was perfect. Thank you. You know what else is perfect? When p- prospects declare for the NFL draft. Who, who we got, Rob? A lot or a little? <laughs> oh, AJ, AJ, AJ. A lot. 
I'll start with the offense. The offense ones are, for the most part, just there's one pretty big one, but for the most part, they're just kind of more funny ones. And then we'll do the defense. All right, let's do it. Iowa State quarterback Brock Purdy. Maryland running back Tayon Fleet Davis. Missouri State running back Tobias Little. Toledo running back Bryant Kobach. East Carolina receiver Tyler Sneed. Ole Miss receiver Braylon Sanders. Iowa guard Kyler Schott. Kansas State guard Josh Rivas. And UCLA tackle Sean Ryan. Uh, Sean Ryan's obviously the big one there. Yeah, it seemed like he was going back at one point, I think. Or like we just didn't hear anything. So, yeah, that's pretty pretty big. Well, the, it, the UCLA ones um, kind of came – like Dorian yeah, – DTR. Uh, DTR just announced he would be going back and using that COVID year of eligibility too. So, the UCLA ones kind of came out late. Um I mean, l- luckily for Chip, after Dylan Gabriel jumped Chip for Oklahoma, they just like to make uh, Chip sweat. I think. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Ryan, though, he's kind. Of, he's a guy who had a lot of hype entering the year. UCLA started off really hot, and he was playing awesome yeah. football, and they were just pounding the rock down everyone's throat. Uh, and this isn't to say his play dropped off; just UCLA as a whole kind of got. I feel like got lost in the grand scheme of things, and yeah. so the the Sean Ryan talk overall uh, cooled slightly but um he he's got a chance to be one of uh, one of the first i think he's a guard at the next level uh i think um, a lot of people think he's a tackle still though i, I believe you do yeah i think that's gonna um, be a big part of the conversation is if he's inside or outside and he's a guy who could test really well at the combine uh but he he's also a guy who could i think potentially rise to the top 50 if he tests as well as some people think he will yeah i think you put it pretty well there because i i do think his he played well it was just the ucla fell apart um and i agree i think he could be a big riser he's gonna be an interesting name to watch throughout the process i'm i'm excited that he's coming out and he's a part of it uh i also just want to point out brian kobach's a really interesting one of the uh, <laughs> surprise me yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the Mac legend. Obviously, I'm always going to stand the Mac guys. But Kobach's a guy who's kind of quietly been one of the most consistent backs in in the country for four years. Yeah. And the the kind of maybe the more interesting thing about him is that he caught 66 passes in his career, but 54 of them came over the last two years, including 30 this year. He's a very confident pa- competent pass catcher. And a guy who's very willing in pass protection on top of that. Um, a, a, like a kind of a well-built, one-cut type of guy. Uh, and originally a, 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 an SEC back at Kentucky before transferring to Toledo. He's a day three guy. I think you, people are going to really start to gravitate towards as we get closer. Yeah, because every, everything you just said, all parts of that, all pieces of that puzzle there is what makes up an NFL backup back. Even down to the pedigree, right? Gotta love it. And uh, your thoughts on Tyler Sneed? I'm, uh, I'm just excited to sink my teeth in and get to his tape. Tyler Sneed definitely at like the Gridiron Showcase, right? I hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> I don't they, think you can showcase him... the Gridiron without Tyler Sneed. He threw five passes this year. That's it? Tyler Sneed, a wide receiver for those who may not know, uh, with over 200 career catches at East Carolina and a very productive return man on top of that. Went four for six for 137 yards and three touchdowns as a passer in his career. He's the trick play specialist yes. of the AAC. That, of the country. Of the country. 
He's the best. Okay, moving moving to defense. Um, couple couple uh, marquee DBs here, uh, but starting in the trenches, <laughs> Just, Maryland edge Lontez Rogers, Arizona State defensive tackle DJ Davidson, Missouri defensive tackles Akil Byers and Kobe Whiteside, Stanford defensive tackle Dalen Wade Peer Perry, Iowa State nose tackle Yomoa Urziriki. Wisconsin linebacker Jack Sanborn, Ole Miss linebacker Chance Campbell, Pittsburgh State linebacker Caden Roy, NC State linebacker Levi Jones, Florida corner Kyrie Ulam, Clemson corner Andrew Booth, Michigan corner Vincent Gray, Michigan safety Dax Hill, UCLA safety Quentin Lake, Oklahoma State safety Kobe Harvell-Peel, and Iowa safety Dane Belton. Oh, and, and Notre Dame safety Isaiah Pryor and Miami safety Bubba Bolden. Um, <laughs> I think let's just start with the top here with uh, Kyrie Ulam, who... Uh, I wasn't. I was honestly not 100 percent sure if he was going to come out or not. Um, his stock. I, I don't have a good grasp of where where it is right now. How do you feel, Rob? I think he's. Uh, it, it's a very good corner group. Yeah. Um, also, by the way, uh, tr- uh, Trivius Hodge Tomlinson announced he's going back to TCU. Yeah, I saw that one. Um, but I think El- Elam's one of the, the not the guys uh, with more upside than. I think I think the guys with the most upside in this corner group are Derek Stingley, Kyrie Elam, and Andrew Booth, who also declared. Um, but I don't think like when you compare Elam to Roger McCreary, for example, I think McCreary is a far more pro ready, especially mm-hmm. press corner type player. Whereas Elam's dripping with traits and he's longer. And when he's on in press man, he is he looks like he could be a top fifteen pick. But he kind of didn't level up the way we thought he yeah. would. I, I think this this past season. Um. And then, like, you, you just uh, compare it to Andrew Booth because he declares as well. Like, I think Andrew Booth is a – he's not quite as long, but he's a more gifted uh, athlete, a lot more fluid and consistent with his feet. I think he's got some of the best feet in the class. Uh, and, and more uh, scheme versatile in terms of he, he, he can kind of – he can play that press zone. He can play press man. Like, you can, you can kind of throw him into any system, um, and I think he works. Whereas Elam, I think you, you really need him to exclusively – be playing press, um, yeah. Uh, uh, I I think like I think Booth might end up as the number two corner in this class after Stingley, uh, and I think a lot of people are already trending that way. Whereas Elam, I do think still ends up like I think he's more of back half of the first round. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. It's and also Elam is kind of another one of those players that result of like he was good to start the season, and then Florida was just dog shit. Right? Like he's another one of those yeah. dudes. And I, I did well, think his his play dipped a bit too, though. Not not to say, and like you said, didn't take that next step that we hoped. Um, but no, I think like you said, gifted dude. So I think when push comes to shove, we'll see him in the twenties. Kind of the interesting thing to me is like uh, Derek Stingley's up there on his own. Yeah. Uh, and then I kind of think it's Andrew Booth and, and uh, Roger McCreary. McCreary's got the chance to help himself even more at the Senior Bowl. Obviously, are kind of in that next first round zone. I I, I kind of like I I think Sauce and Kyrie Elam is a very interesting conversation, whereas one's got the SEC pred- pedigree while while the other was an absolute dominant corner for three years yeah. at a lesser school. But they're both similar in terms of length, and I, I think Sauce is a little more of a fluid athlete, and uh, Elam's a little more physical. Like I think that's a really interesting conversation. And then like if you, if you want to keep going with it too, like. 
I think Martin Emerson from Mississippi State's another really interesting long six two. There's a lot of long guys yeah, in this class. There is six two corner, and then like to go an extra mile, like a Caleb Evans from uh, Missouri and uh, Darian Kendrick are both going to be at the Senior Bowl as well, and they could help themselves really a ton there. Um, it's a really cool cornerback class, I think. It it's is a class I've really enjoyed. It's gonna be a fun, to, fun one to get like parts through, and I think there's a long way to go in this group. Um, now, is anyone going to knock Stingley off the top? I don't think so, but no. He, he he's also far from you know uh, an immaculate prospect at this point. Oh, he, yeah. And, and sorry, while we're on it, like Kyler Gordon's a guy I've been seeing getting like he's on draft Twitter. His stock's starting to really like as people dive in, like they start watching Trent McDuffie and they're like, "Who's this other corner?" Kyler Gordon's yeah. a guy who I think could really set himself up to be a second round pick. Like, there's a lot of corners in this class, both in terms of first round talent and through day two. Good thing is the NFL needs them. These, aren't, um, these guys aren't going out with job without jobs. Yep. Uh, safeties. Dax Hill's a big one. Yeah, uh, not surprising at all. I don't know. Like he, he had a really good year, but not like a phenomenal year. You know, a lot of those safeties that we pegged, you know, in the summer as as guys that are going to take a step. Like Brandon Joseph too is obviously he's going to Notre Dame, which is an awesome move for him. A lot of those like younger safeties that we pegged didn't have like those big old breakout years. But yeah, well, like you you mentioned Joseph, Joseph and in, in, I think for a lot of people, Joseph and Jalen Catalan from Arkansas mm-hmm. and, and Tyke Smith, who ended up missing the whole season at Georgia and they went natty anyway. Yeah, like, all three of those guys were guys who were in the majority of people's top ten safeties, and they're all going to be back. Yeah, yeah. And then you're kind of after Kyle Hamilton, you're you're looking at like Jalen Petrie's going to be at the Senior Bowl and Jaquan Brisker's going to be at the Senior Bowl, and I think those are the two guys I get the most excited about. Uh, in this group. Mm-hmm. Um, but Dax Hill is a guy who I think has more upside than both of them. Yeah, no, I, I, he totally does. And processing me important for him. And like, I think just people really digging in on him is going to be important. Um, I'm, I, I, I think like when it, when it's in, I think he's a second round guy. Yeah. Well, especially like Kyle Hamilton's the only safety in this class. Who's going to go in the first round Yeah, in, in, the, in theory. Uh, and he's going to go, obviously, in the top ten, unless something wild happens. Um, so there could be teams reaching for safety, but I almost don't see it. No, I don't Unla- see it Unless, like, Dax Hill tests off the charts. Like, Jalen Petrie's a very specific type of player. Yeah. Jaquan Brisker has his flaws when he's kind of not playing in the box. Yeah, you're, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be, like, a team with a specific idea in mind for Brisker. Jordan Battle, I see more as a uh, third-round Yep type guy lewis scenes more of that again a, a guy who runs the alley with the best of them but he, he has his flaws in coverage nick cross is a really interesting one verone mckinley's another one like i think verone verone mckinley and dax hill i think are, are gonna be in 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 day two because of how more so for dax hill for how he tests but mckinley for what he adds is a versatile guy in the defense yeah no, I, I totally agree yeah so and that being said like you just touched on I think Hamilton's the only first round safety. Yeah. Early, and early, early in the process, but yes. It's not a great safety class, but it's a great corner class, so. Yeah. But the real question, my final question for you is, we got two more kickers declaring oh. in Texas A&M, Seth Small, and LSU's Cade York. How good is this kicker class? Well, Cade York, you know, he's been doing it for a long time at LSU. Uh, I think Seth Small's the all-time points leader, though. Yeah, he's been doing it a long A&M. time. <laughs> uh, bad class, I'll say it. Okay, punter class, punk gods kind of leading the way. What do you think of the rest deep. of it? Deep, it's deep, deep, deep. We need them too. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, two more senior bowl acceptances. Uh, one from a school I've never in my whole life heard of. Are you ready? I'm ready. In a heck of a name. Wachita Baptist's Gregory Jr. Yeah, I honestly, I'm going to be honest. I've never heard of any of any of that. Any, you're not even sure which is the school and which is the name. <laughs> he came from Gregory Jr. School. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's preschool. <laughs> Where do you think a Wachita Baptist is located? Uh, Texas. Uh, no, but close. Oh, wh- okay. I've, I've got I've got the pronunciation. Washita, Washita Baptist, Mississippi. No, can't just tell me. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. Arkadelphia, Arkansas. <laughs> There's a place called Arkadelphia. Oh, you you're not familiar with Arkadelphia? I think I think. Want to guess the population? Yeah, yeah, fifteen hundred. Okay, you think a fucking town of 1,500 could house a university? Yeah. But I do too, but no, 10,000. Okay. <laughs> In the States, yes, of course. So these schools are so small. Okay, that's sick. Who's the other guy? Okay, wait, now I'm going through the notable people from Arkadelphia. We've got, do you remember Cliff Harris, the Dallas Cowboys safety in the 70s? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. He's like grew, on America's Game. Grew yeah, up he's watching him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of them. Obviously, former governor of Arkansas, Bob C. Riley. John's dad? Yeah. <laughs> How'd you know? <laughs> uh, old Minnesota Viking defensive tackle Kevin Williams. Oh, Kevin Williams underrated. Kevin Williams and Pat Williams on the, those yeah. uh, those kind of mid two thousands Vikings teams. We're friggin' dominant. They're very underrated. There's so many, like, oh, this is not the conversation. There's so many, like, you know, mid-2000s, uh, like, defensive linemen that are just really underrated. They were good good football players. Yeah. Damn shame. Anyway, we're talking about Gregory Jr. Um, thoughts? He's, uh, he, hey, excited. I'll give you this. He, he's, he's six feet. That's something you'll like. I'm excited. That's my thoughts. I love getting just guys I've never heard of at the Senior Bowl. Me too. Who, who's the other guy? Uh, oh, it's way too mainstream from the, the oh. greatest conference in the world. From, from Illinois, Kirby Joseph. Oh, who cares? He, he, he's a guy who I saw Jim Nagy was really pumping the tires on. Um, uh, he had huge ball production this year. and I, at First year as a starter, but kind of a long, leaner type of safety who uh, excels on the back end. So... I've seen some uh, low key love for him too, like over like the last yeah. month. Yeah, it's really building. Mm-hmm. Will it be um, at Senior Bowl, Rob? Stay tuned. Maybe it's a bad, hey, it's a bad safety class. Why not? Why not Kirby? Because <laughs> let me tell you about another Kirby. Start Kirby smart. Yeah, but first, let me tell you about Spotify Green Room again. This is a short show, so ads are close together. Says who? Uh, well, Live audio-only sports talk platform for all your Bulldogs' needs. Free to download and to use. Talk to Ugga, Kirby Smart maybe, I don't know. Stetson Bennett will probably have a Spotify green room one day. (laughs) And uh, big old Jordan Davis. It's perfect for watch parties with former Georgia Bulldogs like Jake Fromm. Debates with former Alabama Crimson Tide players like 
John Parker Wilson. Mm-hmm. Post post game breakdowns with the best in the biz. Uh, Jake Coker. Kirk Herbstreet, Jake oh, Coker. Yeah. And, and reacting to breaking news brought to you by Andy Staples. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, be notified when rooms go live. Uh, AJ will be launching the Orlando Magic uh, spot Spotify Green yeah, it's Room once back. again. Come back. Yeah, once once that football off season starts, the magic talk begins. Yeah, once once Suggs comes back. And come with your most magical takes. Okay. Georgia Bulldogs, they won the national championship. I put forty dollars on them not to. For the for the first time in my lifetime, they did what they were supposed to do in the big moment. Uh almost Kirby didn't smart Kirby Smart genius the recruiting paid off i i'm i'm so happy that all those people who were calling for jt daniels forever on twitter that that was my favorite t- thing about this was because that got super annoying we've never like, the funny JT. thing is we never got, went into that camp at all no because i didn't jt daniels never showed enough to no. like you know it justin was, fields the, the the justin fields jake Fromm thing was so different because justin fields was one of the, I think he's like the third highest rated recruit, quarterback recruit in, in college football history, mm-hmm. and it, it was more of an unknown. We'd never really seen Justin Fields play when that was happening, and we'd seen a lot of Jake Fromm and, and Stetson Bennett and Jake Fromm are fairly similar in terms of what they can do. Is Stetson better a than, lot that, than Fromm? Probably. Plus, he can move better. A lot yeah, better. I, th- I think the mobility makes a difference, which really says a lot that Jake Fromm was drafted. Um, <laughs> And we did get to see him do a QB sneak on third and nine to end fire Joe Judge. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I like we'd seen JT Daniels, and JT Daniels flashed a bit as a freshman at USC. Obviously, towards ACL and paved the way for Caden Slovis. And last year, we saw a bit from JT Daniels that I like. He was more aggressive at times as a downfield passer, and like obviously, he has a better arm than Stetson Bennett. But he never showed it enough to justify benching Stetson Bennett when the team was. Totally agree. Twelve and 0, 13 and zero, so, and, and I don't know that 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 talk just was always wild, um, especially because like it, it, as good as uh, like Georgia's offense is, it, it's not the same Georgia run game we've seen in the past. Zamir White and James Cook are a great duo, but not like Zamir White isn't prime Todd Gurley in, in, or Nick Chubb. You yeah. know what I mean? Like you can't Sonny Michelle. Yeah. And, and, and James, James Cook is one of my favorite players in this draft, but he's, he's never a guy who's going to be carrying the load. So I think the, the conversation that's sticking a different quarterback in there could make this offense compete with Bama's the way Bama looked in the SEC championship was pretty wild. Um, obviously looking from the Alabama perspective, once Jamison Williams went down, like yeah. that really took the air out of things. He was having a nice game. Obviously, he had the huge game when he, he tore his ACL, and it's really shitty he did. Um, I, I think I, – I don't know how much it will impact his stock because I think he was definitely going to end up in the first round. And now you're uncertain, obviously, um, which yeah. is really shitty on top of the John Mechie torn ACL in SEC championship. Uh, and, and kind of Bryce Young, it felt like was just trying to do too much with not a lot other than Cameron Latu, who had a, a very nice game. Um, and they like they couldn't run the ball, and really, I th- the, all the momentum was gone, if you believe in that type of thing, when the field goal block happened. 
They were going to go up 12-6. Obviously, not a huge lead, but that's a lot in this the, the type of game this was prior to the fourth quarter. Yeah. And the field goal gets blocked. Georgia goes down and scores and, and takes the lead 13-9. And that's when in that kind of moment on the after the Zamir White touchdown run, it was kind of like, Georgia's going to fight to the end with this thing. Uh, also, Jalen Carter, future top 10 pick, blocked that field goal. And like that kind of for me was when it was like, hey, Georgia might actually do this. Because up until then, I felt like Bama, Bama was going to kind of slow cook them to death. Yeah, we've seen games where, like like you said, they're slow cooking. Where they're, you know, Bama, it's, it's like, you know, it's been so often where it's halftime and you're close against Bama. And I know this is a national championship game. It's different. But we've seen that recipe way too often. And then in the third quarter, they come and run. And it, Bama really did try getting Brian Robinson going that third quarter. And like there, there was that one drive where they kept feeding him in it. That's that was kind of my my oh no moment. But then I, I think that field goal only ended in oh uh, that drive only ended in a field goal. I don't know. But they also went away from him, and that, even on that drive, they like kept um, kept throwing the ball to him too. And that was working too. And I don't know. But Robinson really does feel like the kind of back that you need to feed to get good production, which but isn't great for for him. The, the, yeah. A couple a couple problems. Obviously, they couldn't like he. Yeah, he's not the type of dynamic back we've seen uh, Bama produce in, in recent years. Um, like he was a he's a, he's the third best running back in this game. Georgia has two better running backs than him, in my opinion. And that Alabama offensive line just outside of Evan Neal hasn't played very well all year. And despite how they played in the SEC championship game, it kind of felt like they reverted back to what they were in this one. And you, you always know, like, you can't run it up the middle on Georgia. And Brian exactly. Robinson is more of that yeah. pick away five yards up the gut. He's not – outside of that one run where he broke, like, four tackles to the outside uh, in the in the second half, like, there wasn't a lot going for him. And when Bryce Young can't really re- – like, Aggie Hall had a couple splashy plays. Ja'Cory Brooks looked okay on screens. But, like, those guys are two, two true freshmen – and Slade Bolden's your other guy, and like Slade Bolden's a fine college Paul, slot receiver. Paul also but... had that the game changing drop that, that right yeah. before the the block field goal. Um, yeah, so, yeah. So Robinson, obviously, like you might have this Georgia defense on their heels briefly, but you know if you keep going inside, they're just gonna sure up, right? Like, and that, the yeah. thing was when they're running to the outside. I, honestly, if we were doing a regular show and they put best prospect versus prospect matchup. Uh, this one surprised me, but like the most enjoyable one I thought was Lucine like versus Brian Robinson because it felt like yeah, they just Lucine keep, like he, he player of the game by the way or defensive player of the game Lucine felt like they just kept meeting in the fucking alley and, and Robinson yeah. got him once he ran right through him I think it was on that the the long run that you mentioned and then like it, I think later in that drive he just like uh, and so so later Robinson kind of just like I think it was on that same drive where he just kept leg driving and he had that one good drive. And, but the other times, Lucene had that one where he just fucking popped him and put him on his ass. It was kind of a combo. Um, scene was really good. I'm surprised they gave him um, player of the game. But, like, he had that, that awesome TFL on third and three kind of early in the game. He, he for not, like a, like, a solidly built safety, but, like, not a big safety. He is such a physical yeah. striker. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I said earlier, like, just the way he runs the alley is insane. He It's just, it's, a, like, there's... No hesitation, just throws body into absolutely everything. But that's how this Georgia defense as a whole plays. Like, yeah. obviously, like talking linebackers, Nicobe Dean is the most plays with more energy at the linebacker position than anyone in the country, and 
a, a ridiculous athlete, but both Quay Walker and Channing Tindall played amazing in this game. Both of them get so downhill in such a hurry, and they're both bigger bodies than Dean too, which is yeah. kind of a nice compliment to Dean's speed. Like the way this defense performs is insane, and like like Bryce Young, okay, the, the both the interceptions were pretty bad. Like the the one he threw straight to Christopher Smith, basically, and and the Ringo, obviously Ringo, great play, seventy nine yard interception return touchdown, uh, a moment that will last in Georgia lore forever. But like that, that was another kind of a gimme pick, and and that comes back to it felt like Bryce Young was just because Jamison Williams was out, the running game wasn't going, the offensive line wasn't playing all all that well. He tried to do more than was possible, and it just Georgia could get pressure without really blitzing the way they've blitzed this year. Like they were relying a lot on just uh uh Nolan Smith and yeah. and, and Travon Walker to get pressure off the edge. And not needing to blitz the hell out of N'Kobe Dean. They're, like, fucking dropping eight in coverage. And, and Bryce Young's not going to find a hole, with, especially with young freshman receivers. And it just kind of imploded for Bama. Yeah, and I think, like, in the first three quarters with that with the interception removed, Young played a really good game. Young, Young. I yeah, he did. Said. Yeah. No, I don't, like, I don't want to kill him for it because, like, I don't know what else he was supposed to do at that point. Also, like, the the the, the, the first interception, I, I don't, he was, I again, I just want to, really the show just to shit on Jaleel Billingsley, uh, who was transferring. Um, he, like, he really was just giving Billingsley a, a chance, right? And, like, all things considered, Billingsley should be able to go and make, make a fucking play on that ball. I think it was Poole who, maybe if we put out, out of nowhere prospect in National Championship game, that's kind of tough, would have been Poole, but had him locked up. And Smith made the pick. And I don't know, I'd like to see more from Billingsley there. And then, of course, the Ringo well, one is just, yeah. B- Billingsley also had that um, one of the field goal drives, the third and 10, I think it was third and 10. Uh, he ran the out red and he just kind of tripped and fell. Mm-hmm. Like, fell coming out of his break. Yep. And Bryce, that, that ball was going to be right on him yep. and probably set Bam up for a touchdown drive, which, if, again, if you believe in momentum, that would have given Bama so much momentum. Um, and Billingsley, obviously, like not just blaming him for the loss. There's a lot that went wrong, but he's had such a tumultuous, tumultuous, I can't say that. Tumultuous. Thank you. Year and a, a guy who entered the year as potentially the tight end one in the yep. class, and yep. kind of everything went wrong. And I already mentioned like Cameron Latu became like Bryce Young's guy in this game, and he's he's been Mister Consistent at tight end for them this year. While Billingsley's been so sporadic, and uh, hopefully a, a change of scenery with the transfer will make a difference because he's dripping with talent. Yeah, but, I don't know. Georgia just played so well, and and defensively with Bama, they just don't have kind of outside of like obviously Will Anderson's a fucking freak of nature, and Dallas Turner looks like he's gonna be one. Yep. He had, he was but, one in this game even like, but they don't and like even though like Christian Harris looked great blitzing but yes. they don't have the same kind of stud first round off ball linebacker or, or interior defensive lineman that they've had in the past yeah like in Phil Mathis looked like he was playing a little banged up and he was gassed and and Jamari Salier played awesome for Georgia moving from left tackle to right guard yeah. in that game too. He's he's a guy who's gonna, I think going to really excel at guard in the NFL, and B- Georgia also did a good job. Bama this Bama defense just doesn't have the same elite talent it's had in the past. Like Henry Toa Toa is a good player, Christian Harris is a good player, but those guys aren't all world linebackers. Phil Math is a good player, but he's not a first round defensive tackle. Their corners are young. Josh Job's not very good, um, and. 
I think Stetson Bennett did a good job stepping up when he had to. Like, the, the touchdown pass to Adonai Mitchell was insanely great ball yeah. placement. Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, I think it's hard to peg this one on the Bama linebacker. Like, Christian Harris had three sacks. No, 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 I'm not. I'm I know not, you're not. I'm, I'm, I just say, I just want to give Christian Harris. He, like, yeah. He, he had a great game. I mean, like, he, he had three sacks. The but, blitzing was, was a difference maker for that Bama defense. I'll, I'll turn, like, that James Cook 67-yard run where he just bounced yeah. it, and he was playing at different speed than everyone in the front seven. That was big, and I think that, that really hammers home the point of what James Cook can do in a kind of a fun role at the next level. Yeah. But Zamir White was kind of just chipping away inside yeah. all game. Yeah. And those those two complement each other so well. And no, you're, you're the right, Brock though. The Brock Bowers' touchdown was great, too. It was a great call. It just, you know, that whole drive, it's run, 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 and then they just, you know, sneak him out the backside and easy. And uh, funny enough, like, if you told me what Bowers had, like, what, 40 yards receiving or so and yeah, uh, just so. a few catches, like – uh, if you, yeah, four catches, thirty-six yards, a touchdown. If you told me like that was Bowers' stat line before the game, I would have not thought that the Bulldogs won this football game. No, that, so, like, to win I'm, this game, I thought they would get Bowers heavily involved. I'm glad this happened because this Georgia defense deserves to be Absolutely. immortalized forever. Yeah, yeah, like the amount of guys on this defense who are going to play in the NFL, the amount of guys who are going to the Senior Bowl alone, uh, and, and like like Jordan Davis, Trevon Walker. Uh, those those are going to be – and Nicole B. Dean, I think, are the three guys who end up in the first round off this defense. Jalen Carter next year, though. Keely Ringo potentially next year. Like, Ringo's a, a really talented player. Then Quay Walker and Shane Tindall both seem like they're going to play in the NFL forever. Same with Lewis Seen. Nolan Smith's a guy who I hope goes back and blows up and becomes a top prospect for next year. Devontae Wyatt's going to be a starting defensive tackle for a decade. Dereon Kendrick's a really talented corner as well, obviously. The Clemson transfer who – didn't play all that great in the Orange Bowl despite the winning the defensive yeah. MVP because of the two interceptions, but like played a good game in this one. And um, it just really does suck that Jamison Williams went down, but I mean, control what you can control. And Georgia did everything they needed to do. Stetson Bennett, outside of the, the fumble, uh, played like a, as good a game as you're going to get out of a Stetson Bennett against Alabama. That Man's fumble. Gonna, I, you go ahead, sorry. Let's finish your thoughts on Bennett. I, I, I was just going to say. You saw like 8 trillion tweets about it, but he's going to sell insurance or cars or whatever he needs to in Athens for the rest of his life. Um, <laughs> but So, you know, quickly going back to an earlier point about, about uh, Daniels against Bennett, Stetson didn't miss those deep throws either. Every time he had to no. step up and make a deep pass in both playoff games, in the Natty and last week in the Orange Bowl, he hit them. He was making big-time throws downfield. And I'm not saying NFL yeah. throws, but I'm saying why the, I don't well, know why the calls for Daniels. The, the one I didn't even mention yet, like because I mentioned the Mitchell one, which is a, a great ball placement. George the George Pickens, Pickens one, yeah. where Pick like okay, yeah, Pickens made. Uh, he's such a talented player, Unreal and connection. I hope he, I hope he goes back to Georgia because the the torn ACL ten months ago or whatever, yeah. kind of overshadowed uh, what could have been a great season. So I hope he gets to go back and has a great season for Georgia next year because he's just so talented and I love his demeanor. But as great a catch as that was, like. With, with a guy like Santa Bennett, you're just happy he takes that shot. That was like throwing you know, up. Let your athlete go make a fucking play, and he does. That was pushing sixty yards downfield too. Like that. That was the that's the deepest throw I've ever seen Stetson Bennett make. Probably. Yeah. And it, like was that, it a picture perfect ball? No, but it was a heck of a ball and an even better catch. Gave his guy picking. Gave his guy a chance. Like when you're when you're when you're a no star quarterback like Stetson Bennett, and you're surrounded by four and five star high four stars and, and, and five stars. Like, you know, you're, you're, these guys are dripping with talent. Just give them a chance, and he did that, and that's all he needed to do. And, and Todd Munkin called a really great game. 
I was about to say, you know, I almost said this about like a month ago on the show. I think Munkin has not get, got enough credit for this year. Well, it's it's funny because his name popped up for like every Bruce Feldman head coach opening story, essentially, but uh, every non like huge school one. Yeah. Um, and he was such a successful head coach at Southern Miss. He did a great job at Southern Miss. He parlayed that, and I thought he did a good job as Tampa's OC with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, and then he kind of had that year in Cleveland where things didn't go great, and he's done a good job at Georgia. Uh, I I hope he gets a chance to be a power five, like a mid tier power five head coach. Because like, why wouldn't he? Yeah, I think Bama fans and the rest of the SEC want him to as well because they know that they can win with him. Because he, I thought he did a great job this year. I thought he should have been like he he low key should have been in the in the Burles Award race, in my opinion. Um, well, and, the, I think the, the, the problem the problem with it is the 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 Georgia the style play. Like, I, I yeah. Well, the Georgia style play on offense is like. I think they they ran less plays than like a ton of teams that they played more games than. <laughs> yeah. They didn't. They don't run that many plays, and they were like seventieth in the country in rushing and like efficiency, a hundredth in passing. Yeah, and uh, I saw someone someone put it a really good way, and it was basically that Todd Munkin puts. I think it was one in one of Bruce Feldman's stories, and it was a a, a fellow SEC coach. Todd Munkin puts so much window dressing. On yeah. such simple concepts, I think that that's a part, of, like an easy part of being a really, really great OC, office play call, and whatever. Yeah. So my biggest question is: Stetson Bennett has one year of eligibility. Do you just ride off in the sunset? So because I would. Uh, it kind of sounds like he might. I think he should. Right. Yeah, they got. Not? They got like JT Daniels obviously coming back. Brock Vandergriff's a five star. I think they got another five star coming in. Probably. Um, it doesn't get better than this Stetson. I don't, I, it's hard to repeat. Just take this <laughs> ring. And, you know, I, hey, Stetson Bennett is going to get... Someone's going to bring him into a camp. I guarantee it. Of course. He might be at the fucking combine. <laughs> He'll be in a camp. Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, again, Jake Fromm is throwing passes in the NFL right now. Uh, I don't think there's much of a difference there. Um, no. And, and Bennett's the better athlete. Um, we haven't mentioned Jordan Davis. I don't think we've said his name a single time. Jordan, uh, Jordan Davis... Did what he does. When he's in there, he's just eating space. They could not uh, run the ball up the gut on him in, in that Georgia front seven. Brian Robinson did nothing inside, really. No. Uh, Jordan Davis can be interesting because he's he's at his best when he's playing about 25 snaps a game, specifically against the run. He is doing that. He's a first-round level player. Will he go in the first round? I think he will. I think he will, too, because of the, the appeal of him being Jordan Davis. Yeah, like, uh, he's going to be a really interesting one because how, like, he's not, like, trying to just find a different first-round nose tackle in recent memory that's done a good job, like, a really good job in the NFL, Vita Vea. Like, he's not the same player as Vita Vea. Yeah. Like, Vita Vea was doing, like, Vita Vea was lining up as an edge pass rusher at times <laughs> at Washington. Yeah. Like, Vita Vea was, is a stupid athlete for his size with a lot more pass rush upside, but... If you get Jordan Davis to the right defensive coordinator, who's going to let him just be that inside force against the run and use him on, pa- I think the best way to deploy Jordan Davis on passing downs, rather like at times, yeah, like he can get push obviously with the bull rush. It's not a super consistent way to get to the quarterback, but using him to take up space to open rush lanes on stunts for other guys, yeah. like you, you just need a smart defensive coordinator who will get the most out of Jordan Davis and. 
always keep him fresh. Yeah, and we saw him immediately in the game. He he had the strip sack fumble called back, but he still kicked the absolute ass of the of the center. Um, also, I thought the best part is when we we, we got him in, in at tight end on the on the white touchdown. He just fucking he just collapsed the side, and we you know we're seeing that in the in on the off in the NFL a lot for offenses. Uh, using defensive players. Like, he's going to be a fullback <laughs> multiple times for whatever team draft him next yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, Vita Vea does it. Yeah, Christian Wilkins is maybe the best one this year. We'll see him in there. I mean, if he can just coll- collapse one side of a fucking of an Alabama front, he can do it against the, uh, the Jags. Why not? <laughs> Heck, yeah. Um, and Jalen Carter's just – Jalen Carter, I feel like, is going to have a Quinn and Williams-type glow-up next year at Georgia. Yeah, no. Like I, I know that's like that's really calling my shot, but when you watch him, he's the most talented of them all. I think. I think I think you're right. Obviously, like he blocked the field goal. He played fullback on that on that white touch, which is yeah, he did so much fun. Um, then you know what I, I thought his best play was uh was on. Uh, do you remember the the really late Bryce Young grounding call like on the last yeah. drive there? Um, he had an awesome spin move to to beat Evan Neal back inside. And uh, he kind of was like the first guy there, and, and you know, Young kind of trailed back, and then for who it was, someone else got there and, and finished it up. But I thought that move was just awesome, and I agree with you. I think you look at all, though he, he's the most talented, which is fucking insane to say. Um, and Trevon Walker is a guy who's never going to get the full credit for everything he did for this defense this year. But to have a guy who, it's just it's this defense came together so perfectly in terms of Jordan Davis being this freak of a nose tackle. Jalen Carter being, like, a ridiculous talent with, like, top 10 ability as an interior guy. And then having a guy a guy like Devontae Wyatt, who's yeah. Mr. Consistent, you those three on the interior, and then having Trevon Walker, who allows you to play all kinds of different fronts because he can line up at edge. He can line up at five tech. He lines up inside three tech. He played off ball linebacker and dropped into coverage. I've, I've seen it on tape myself. Like, he allows you to have so much scheme versatility and – he a lot of the times the one doing the dirty work, but he's a freak show too, and I'm really excited to see what happens with him as as we get closer to the draft. Uh, do you think Georgia has a chance to break the uh, most players drafted record, which I think is 14 LSU and Ohio State, something like that? Um, let me go through it. it well, obviously it depends who declares. Yeah, which we're, we're uh, still, we got a week until we really know. Yeah, or man, okay, um, so. So let's let's say George Pickens declares. There's one. Jamari Sellier, Justin Schaefer. That's three. Uh, the backs. Uh, both the backs. Samir White, James Cook. That's five. Mm-hmm. Moving the defense, you get Jordan Davis, Travon Walker, Devontae Wyatt. That's three more. Uh, Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker. We're up to ten. Channing Tyndall, eleven. Nolan Smith. I don't know if he declares, but if he does, that's twelve. So that's uh, if Lewis Seens declares, that's thirteen. Darian Kendrick's fourteen. It's gonna be close. <laughs> Jake Camarda, the kicker or the punter. Sorry, <laughs> they got a chance. He's a good punter. He's a good punter. He's a good they punter. do have a chance. It depends who declares, but Robert Beal's kind of a sneaky one too. The uh, the the uh, other edge who, who ste- stepped up after Adam Anderson uh, got dismissed. Yeah, he had a pretty um, good game. He, hey, William yeah. Poole, I liked what I saw from him in this game. The other corner, in yeah, the game had that huge uh, PBU in the fourth quarter on the third and twelve. Um, you got a chance for uh, as a late day three guy. That's crazy. They got a shot. I think it's fourteen. It's either thirteen or fourteen. Yeah, they they're gonna be right there. They're they're well, they're double digit for sure. 
this, so my, my final thing before we get out of here, um, looking at this, this Bama team obviously was great all year. Uh, they looked so susceptible in this game. It's going to be interesting to see how they reload because they're going to, I'm assuming John Mechie goes back and Jamison Williams declares. Um, yeah, but John Mechie, it, it's, it's going to be, I don't know if he'll be ready by the start of the year and they don't have kind of those proven guys in the background at receiver or at running back that they've had in the past. And like, as much as we've ragged on Brian Robinson, you kind of know what you were getting with him all year. Like he's going to be a consistent back for them. Whereas Trey Sanders is a younger guy who's never really, he hasn't been that RB2 that we've seen Bama always use. Has. Always Yeah, has. like B- <laughs> Bama's always got two, three running backs who are getting touches. They, it was a lot of just Brian Robinson this year. Uh, Cameron Latu's going to have to, if he doesn't declare, because he could very well declare, he could. he's going to have to step up big too. And like the offensive line just wasn't very good, and they're going to lose Evan Neal. Uh, defensively, Obviously, Dallas Turner and Will Anderson are probably the, the scariest pass rushing duo in the country. Yes, correct. <laughs> uh, Brian Branch had a really great year. You've talked about him. Malachi Moore, uh, who kind of had a lesser year after a big freshman year, but those two are yeah. really, really talented. Um, Kool-Aid McKinstry, too, who who was asked to do a lot for them th- this past year. But they, 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 they seem more susceptible and I say this with a Heisman-winning quarterback returning and Nick Saban, who is Mr. Pivot and Adapt. But they seem more susceptible than they have in the past. But would I be saying that if they had won the national championship? Probably not, so I'm just full of shit. <laughs> no, but that's like, it's fair. But like, will they be it's, number one in the preseason? Probably. It, I guess I, I should say there's more unknowns than I feel like we've had with them. In recent years, you know, like the two but, spots, but they always reload and they're always fine, so it doesn't. You know what I think not, it is? I think it's I think it's because we we know the next running back. Like I know Sanders is good, but like we like it's you know it's you know it's another all uh like first round pick potential running back coming in always. We know uh, the next great IDL, which not really right now, right? And and they're reloading a linebacker. And those three spots, it's kind of Alabama football. And those are like the three questions right now, and I think that's why you feel that way. It's gonna be funny when like um, Tim Smith ends up having the actual Quinn Williams year for them next year, (laughs) and like Will Anderson does win the Heisman, and Allison uh, Anderson and Turner are are fucking terrifying though. That's gonna be uh, yeah unblockable. Yeah. Well, like it's it's so funny. Like I feel like Dallas Turner. Like he 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 doesn't get nearly enough love from the mainstream media. Will, like obviously, like they're really they're really in their college football. The the people who trust the guys at the athletic, those folks. Like Dallas Turner does get his due. Twitter Twitter the college football Twitter world, he gets his due. But like he quietly had eight and a half sacks as a true freshman. Yeah, it's gonna come. It's gonna come this 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 summer. He's so talented. Yeah, he's scared. Those two together is gonna be fucking terrifying. And on those two, and obviously they have the defending Heisman winning quarterback. That's going to be enough for them to be number one in the polls. Um, it's going to be hilarious, too, when Ja'Cory Brooks and Hall both have a 1,000 yards. They probably – see, that's the thing. You know, they're freshmen. They they really weren't ready to play too, too much. And they get tossed in. Um, and that, that's another point, too, the receivers. But, you know, like the so, – well, Slade Bolden's back, though, don't Slade worry. is back. <laughs> Mr. Reliable. But, you know, like, yeah, I'm sure that one of those, if not both of those guys, will take a huge leap. Heck yeah. Well, we did. We got through the whole college football season. Now we're to our real season, basically, which is NFL draft season, AJ. 
Senior Bowl's uh, less than a month away, so uh, start digging in on those uh, those Wichita Baptist corners. <laughs>